Asylum's 2020 Sustainability Report has just been released, and on this episode of Solving Water, Asylum Podcast, we'll have the opportunity to speak with Asylum's Chief Sustainability Officer and Vice President of Sustainability to get the highlights and their perspective of how the company is continually evolving its sustainability strategy to address our ever-changing world. Built on the pillars of water scarcity, resilience to water challenges, and water affordability, Xylem's approach to sustainability is broad enough to cover everything from environmental to social and everything in between, yet laser sharp in alignment to our goals. We'll also get to hear from these leaders about how COVID-19 impacted Xylem's sustainability efforts this past year. Here's the discussion. Good morning and welcome to Solving Water. I'm your host, Amanda Holloway, and here with me today are Claudia Toussaint and Austin Alexander of Xylem's sustainability team. And with the release of Xylem's 2020 Sustainability Report on June 1st, I'm delighted to be here with you today to talk um, with these, with both of you as such great leaders about our pursuit of ongoing excellence in sustainability. So many thanks for joining today. Um, glad to have you. Great to be here, Amanda. So uh, let's start by just introducing yourselves a little bit about your background, what you do for Xylem. And um, Claudia, why don't you lead us off and then Austin, you can follow Great. So I'm uh, Claudia Toussaint and I'm Xylem's Chief Sustainability Officer. I also um, serve as the company's uh, general counsel and um, I'm actually currently um, supporting uh, our HR leadership um, as well. Um, I've been with the company a good six years. And um, when I initially joined, sustainability wasn't really part of what I did, but um, Xylem's sustainability mission was a key reason for me to uh, join um, the company. And it's just delightful to uh, lead our sustainability efforts and programs uh, today. Great. Great to be here, Amanda. I'm Austin Alexander, Vice President of Sustainability and Social Impact. Um, I've been with Xylem for eight months as of June this month, so very excited for that anniversary. Um, and I've held a variety of roles. I'm an engineer by training, but I've done customer service, engineering, sales, um, and investor relations for Xylem over the past eight years. Um, into my day-to-day, I have our sustainability programs, as well as our diversity and inclusion, and our community impact, which includes Xylem Watermark. That's great. Well, I'm just going to kick it off with the sustainability report. Um, Just for all of our listeners, um, there's going to be a a link in the show notes for you to go ahead and download that. It's extremely comprehensive, but we did expand our sustainability strategy in 2019. And I'm interested to get an overview of what those new goals are or what we've expanded uh, for our 2025 goals. Let me maybe um, kick it off, um, Amanda. And uh, what I'd like to share, what is really what really drove uh, the development of our uh, sustainability strategy, as well as the 2025 goals, is thinking about uh, sustainability as an integral part to our business strategy. In other words, uh, what made those goals um, impactful is that the way we think about our business strategy at Xylem and the way we think about our sustainability strategy is interlinked 
and belongs together and one is not separate from the other. So when we developed our strategy and our goals, we looked at the same fundamental challenges that drive our business. And that is climate change. That is um, resiliency against climate change. That is water scarcity and water affordable, affordability. And these three challenges helped us find our sustainability uh, goals. And the goals really fall into three buckets. They are goals that drive the sustainability of us as a company. They are goals that help drive our customers' sustainability ambition. And they're goals that allow us to have a social and positive environmental impact in our communities. So we talk about it as the three C's, company, customers, and communities. Fantastic. Thank you for that. That's a great way to start us off. So then Austin, maybe we could start by like deconstructing the sustainability report into some um, easy buckets. Like, can you give us a little bit of overview of how it's designed? Yeah, absolutely. I think Claudia teed it up really nicely. Um, The way we think about our report And uh, as you mentioned in the opening, it's comprehensive. It's over 140 pages. So we have a lot of material in there. Uh, But we generally bucket it into those three C's framework. We talk about the sustainability within our own company, within our communities, and of course, with our customers. Um, We also provide a pretty comprehensive update on that set of 2025 goals, how we're progressing to those. Um, and some of the actions that we took throughout 2020 to better achieve those uh, uh, initiatives in the company. And this year we also included, I'd like to highlight, um, an updated materiality assessment. And we spent a lot of time taking input from our employees and external stakeholders, such as customers, investors, suppliers, to really think about how we're framing our strategy and our approach to sustainability. Um, And that's a piece of the report I'm particularly excited about um, to highlight this year. That's great. And and what an interesting year for you to take this on, Austin, right? So you said you've been in this role for eight months and, you know, and even Claudia, you've been (laughs) in this role for quite some time and then COVID-19 happens and basically changes everything. So I'm just, I'm interested to know what, if any of those impacts that the pandemic might've had on our sustainability efforts. I don't know who wants to go first, maybe I'll, Claudia. I'll go. Okay. I, 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 and then um, Austin, you can uh, uh, weigh, weigh in uh, and, and supplement. Uh, what I would say is that what COVID-19 and the pandemic has shown us is that, you know, sustainability is more important um, than ever. And that the goals that we have set in terms of helping our customers and helping our communities um, are even more relevant in the context of the pandemic than they were before. We also, I will say, did some things on top of our sustainability goals as a result of the pandemic. So we really um, provided uh, support to our employees and our communities in terms of 
um, additional benefits that we provided in light of the fact that many of our teams, you know, were significantly impacted, but we also were essential, uh, provided essential services. So we were, you know, I mean, our teams worked hard to support our utilities. So we provided additional support to our our um, colleagues. We also partnered with a number of our uh, communities and channel partners to provide uh, specific community um, grants and support in light of the pandemic. So what I would say, um, Amanda, is the pandemic made it clear that sustainability matters even more and that as a company, you really have the responsibility and the opportunity to lean in and support your customers and communities. Yeah, that's a, a underline and bold what Claudia said that really highlighted for us that sustainability, truly sustainability with the big S as we talk about, really includes not just your environmental footprint, but also taking care of your employees, taking care of the communities you operate in. What I'll also mention is that, um, not surprisingly, we get some positive impacts from COVID on our environmental footprint. We're not traveling. Um, we're not in office spaces or facilities as much throughout the year. However, um, we were able to make a lot of changes and improvements in our facilities, particularly our major facilities, major production sites, where we're doing things like installing water reuse for all process water and moving towards 100% renewable energy. Those are things that are gonna last well beyond 2020. So we continue to make progress there, um, which is really exciting to see and exciting that it's setting us up really well to achieve our 2025 goals. That's fantastic. I love how we've taken like an internal look, but then also an external look. So I, you know, one of those things is we are an essential business because of what we do and how we support those frontline workers in the utilities. Um, and it's just, it's amazing that, you know, it's just that we're there and able to help and, and that we really put some extra focus on helping those communities as well this year. Amanda, the other thing that I want to highlight um, is we also took the opportunity to look at our financing structure. And last year in 2020, we did um, have a very successful um, green bond offering that to Austin's point, you know, when we think about sustainability, we also at Xylem think about the long-term sustainability of the company so that we are around and relevant in order to be able to do the work we do. And so our green bond financing um, was a really important part of putting sustainability at the center of our financing strategy. And the pandemic actually accelerated our execution on that um, part of our sustainability strategy. That's great. Um, and that's actually a great segue into my next question. And Austin, you sort of, you gave us an example of one of the highlights of the sustainability report this year, but I'd be you know, curious to know what are those those um, things that are rising to the top, uh, the things that happened this year in the sustainability report that you want to highlight, um, anything you're personally very proud of. Um, and so maybe Austin, you, you start us off and then Claudia, you follow that. <laughs> yeah, you bet. 
Um, well, there's a lot to be proud of um, in the reports. I'm very excited to have it out there. Um, and I think what I'm most proud of is a theme throughout the report that we think about sustainability is not just Claudia and I and a corporate function. Sustainability and really operationalizing it into the business. We made a lot of progress in 2020 to that and with um, developing our product sustainability focus, our supply chain sustainability, our operational sustainability. Um, and this would not happen without engagement across the entire employee base. And that is really cool to see um, there. From that, we were able to make progress on a lot of different things. For example, we launched a diverse supplier program for our U.S. suppliers. Um, like I mentioned on our water use reduction, we reduced our water use intensity by nearly 10%. We reduced our company greenhouse gas emissions intensity by over 7%, all within 2020. Um, and we continue to increase our transparency. The one thing we really emphasize in our report and just the way we think about sustainability at Xylem is we're not here to do greenwashing. We're not here to, um, to use sustainability in that way. We really want to be transparent and um, accountable to what we're setting out there as targets. And by pro providing that increased transparency for our stakeholders, uh, we're really seeing the benefit come through. I think Austin um, really highlighted the most important pieces and also the the results that we're really proud of because 2020 was really a, a great uh, period for us in which we operationalized and also in which we really augmented our way of managing uh, sustainability data. And so sometimes, you know, we think about uh, reports as a necessary evil or something that, you know, is not that exciting. But I will actually say that what reporting does, it allows you to um, see things that otherwise you wouldn't see that then you can use to inform your next action. And I think that is a really important attribute of uh, reporting. And that is why we believe the transparency in our reporting is so important. So then as a follow-up to that, Claudia, I mean, when, when we're digging through all this data, I'm, I'm sure that even though we've accomplished all these great things in the last year, there's probably some opportunities that were surfaced as well um, for us to, to take a, a second look at. So um, would you uh, be able to share what maybe some of those would be? Yeah, I think, you know, we learned that it's um, uh, really important and really hard to make progress on um, diversity representation goals. Um, I think one of the things we, um, you know, shared in our report is that we have very ambitious uh, representation goals, both in terms of gender and in terms of uh, U.S. minorities. And those are really proxies for building a more diverse and inclusive company and culture. And we recognize that it likely will take us, you know, a, a little while longer than we originally thought to achieve those goals. And so we are very much focused on putting um, an emphasis within our company and also working with others in the water sector 
to really drive the diversity and inclusion within the sector. The other thing, Amanda, that came to the forefront, I think, as a result of um, COVID and as a result of um, the, the racial uh, tensions and unrest that we saw, especially here in the United States, is how important equity is. And so really the conversation for us has um, evolved from diversity and inclusion to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that's not only about our talent, it is also about you know, what our products can do and what our solutions can do from, an, from kind of the opportunity to help drive equities in societies. I mean, wow, that's, I think that's great I, to know that we have some action items on our to-do list and that we're not afraid to, to share that. Um, again, back to your comment on transparency. I mean, that's what makes us uh, a, a better company for it. And, and so are there any specific actions or projects that um, we have in place that we're, or that we're kicking off this year to sort of get after that, that equity piece that you're talking about? Absolutely. And I think it was a really an important year for us to think about the way our products and services also play a role in that. Um, and the way we think about equity, as Claudia, Claudia mentioned, um, it's our within our own workforce, but also in our communities, our supply chain, and the impact that our products and services have in the communities that we and our customers serve. Um, and thinking about equity with that broad lens, we really have a unique um, role to play here, particularly within the water industry, um, to think about that. So we do have uh, several programs within that. As I mentioned, our supply chain, supplier diversity program, um, the way we think about our sustainability programs in the supply chain. Within our own workforce, we have several initiatives in place working to bring higher representation, not only in leadership positions, but throughout the company, including where we recruit from um, and making sure we are putting a broad net um, when we're out recruiting for employees and including new universities in that and, and um, other programs that exist in the industry. For example, for our U.S. audience, maybe familiar with the WEF Inflow, Water Environment Federation Inflow Program that we sponsor and and work to recruit from. Um, and then in our, within our portfolio of products and services, uh, we recently launched what's called the Water Equity Lens um, with our partner Esri, that's highlighted in the report as well on our website, um, as a way to work with our utility customers to think about how can we together, all of us, uh, work to make sure water and wastewater services are as equitable as possible in the communities we live in. I mean, I think that's fantastic. I, I, I'm always um, glad to see, you know, as an asylum employee, the communications that come through about some of these initiatives. And I actually got to work on a couple Esri projects myself um, a year and a half ago or so. So it was, a, it's nice to see all that coming together in such a positive way. Um, in the past year, Claudia, what have you seen as emerging as like critical areas of focus? for us to reach our sustainability goals in the future, right? So we talk about climate change. We've talked about um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. But what else are you seeing in 
you know, in the market, in our industry, especially since we have such a broad range of industries we serve uh, as, as coming to the forefront of things we're going to need to continue to focus on as, as we look forward to the 2021 sustainability report. Uh, Great question. So thank you. Um, What I would say is uh, number one, um, most people will experience climate change in connection with their impacts on water. In other words, there will either be too much water or too little water or the water will not be good enough. And that's both the case at an individual level and also as a, as a company or community level. And so I think the connection between climate change and water is one to really lean into, both in terms of the responsibility that we have as a company, but also the opportunity that we have. I already touched on um, the importance of equity, and I think that will be a much greater influencer on how we think about uh, sustainability going forward, both as a, as a company, but also um, from a sector perspective. And then, you know, we are seeing um, and, and um, you know, funding and legislative initiatives related to whether that is infrastructure funding, um, you know, here in the United States, there's you know, a lot of activity. We're not quite there yet. Um, but, but I think that is something where, you know, the water infrastructure often is, you know, underground and unseen in terms of our utility customers, right? Our industrial customers, the need to manage water responsibly is a really inc- of increasing importance. And that will drive the way we think about our product portfolio and the solutions we can offer. Yeah, I think that's fabulous, Claudia. And and what I would add too that I think we're seeing just across um, all kinds of companies, whether they're utility partners or industrial customers or um, commercial buildings or contractors across the world, I think we're starting to see that we we as the sustainability realm recognize that the big challenges we have in front of us will not be addressed on our own. And building partnerships across the industry to really get at issues like equity, like the carbon footprint of water, um, those resiliency to climate change, um, it's not going to be just Xylem. It's not going to be just another company. It, It has to be across the entire industry and a partnership approach. And we're really starting to see that come forward. And I think that's going to accelerate a lot over the next few years. That's great. I just have a couple more questions for you. Uh, The first one is just what else do you want to say about the sustainability report that we haven't covered? Um, And if there's anything that I missed, uh, now would be the time to share that. Yeah, I think we we haven't taken a moment, um, and I will just highlight it, uh, to really talk about, we made some big progress on um, tracking and being able to put metrics around and then report out on the impact of our products and services installed with a customer. Um, And as an example, with the water reuse equipment that Xylem installed in 2020, 
that will recycle 1 trillion gallons of water. So just thinking about it in that way, or with the, our technology to prevent um, sewage overflows and bypass pumping, almost two times the size of Sydney Harbor of water was prevented. Polluted water is from, would be prevented from flowing into to waterways. Um, this is really, it's cool stuff to think about that we can have that kind of impact. We're not doing it alone. You know, it's our utility partners, industrial partners that are installing these, this equipment that's getting there and really operating it, making it come to life. But a great example of when you put the right intentions in place and the right programs in place, partnered with our technology, um, we can really achieve some massive goals um, just in 2020. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I, I do agree wholeheartedly that our stakeholders externally it's are super critical to our being able to to continue to push forward with our sustainability goals. Yeah, what I would um, add maybe to uh, your comment, Austin, is that in 2020 we really made progress um, along thinking about the entire value chain. So you touched on a couple of things that we have done, you know, in our supply chain, but I think it really was a transformative year from us in terms of engaging our suppliers from a, you know, diversity engagement perspective, but also the way we um, have engaged them in terms of driving their own transparency, because that will enable them to identify areas for sustainable and operational improvements through you know, encouraging them to report out to CDP by encouraging our suppliers to take a wash pledge, pledge that they will be providing you know, safe and clean water to their employees um, in, in their workplaces. All of that really goes to the emphasis we have placed on looking at the entire value chain. And so how, I mean, this is interesting to me, how are our... Um how have our customers received this this challenge or embraced this directive from Xylem to be more transparent? I imagine that's a little tricky at times, but I mean, also maybe it's maybe people are very easily jumping on board with this. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll take a um, um, in terms of working, you know, with our our suppliers. I think we have taken we have seen a really great uptick. And frankly, you know, increasingly what we're finding is our customers that we work with are expecting us to work really um, well and responsibly and transparently with our, our uh, supply chain. Because more and more, just like we are looking at the entire value chain from supplier to customer, so are our customers. And we are obviously one of the contributors in their supply chain, right? So what will happen, and, and this is, you know, when you talk about what makes, you know, sus get sustainability practitioners really excited is that you're starting to have a flywheel and that one activity builds on the other. And that is um, over time, what will allow us to hopefully have, you know, a sustainable planet for the next generation and the next generation, and seven generations ahead. 
Yeah, and I, it's a fabulous, great point, Claudia. And I would add too, we, our supply chain and procurement teams too, really are taking this as let's look at this together with our suppliers. Okay, you have, may have a gap here. Let's solve that together. And that approach, I think, has been really well received by our supply chain. Um, that we're not, we, we want to hold you accountable. We want to see the data and be transparent, but we're here to work with you um, and really work together to have the best outcome, not just for Xylem, but for you as a supplier um, as well in your business. And I think that approach has been really well received. That's good. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. I have one final question for you both. Um, I'll have Austin go ahead and answer it first. It's just a standard question I ask every guest on Solving Water. And that is, what is the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? Oh, big. Um, well, <laughs> I love, I came to the water industry because I love wastewater. Um, I get very excited about it. <laughs> um, but I love in the industry, it is really a family. Um, the, when the relationships we have with those that we call customers, our channel partners, um, across the globe, it really has a family feel to it. Um, it's a small industry. We're tight knit. We're close. Um, and there's no other place I'd rather be working, uh, than in the water industry where just by what we do, treating wastewater, providing drinking water. I mean, that's sustainability 101 right there is making healthy, safe, clean communities for, for all of the, um, communities that we live and work in. Well, I'm, I'm going to, I don't know what to add to that. I mean, Austin, that was beautifully put. Um, so I think what, what, what I really um, learned, Amanda and, and Austin, is how critical water is to life. And it seems really obvious um, because there is no life that exists without water. But what it does is it really makes... Um, people have an emotional attachment to the industry. And I think that's what you heard in Austin's response. And that really is uh, something that I think um, I've learned since coming to the water industry. And I think it was, it was really highlighted as a result of the pandemic because the access to clean water was one of the key fundamental levers to help us fight the virus. Wow, that's great. And, and, and Claudia, you're not the only one to, to ha have sort of that same response, that reaction of, or that realization of, it's like breathing, right? You just take it for granted until all of a sudden it becomes something that you can't access the right way, or it's not clean or what have you. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're understanding sort of the magnitude and the importance of it. And, and I think you're right. It does bring people together. But anyways, thank you, Austin and Claudia, so much for being here today and for sharing all this great info. Um, certainly, I'm very proud to work for a company that takes sustainability so seriously and also excels at achieving such important goals. I'm really looking forward to having you both back in the future, if you're willing, um, maybe in six months or next year, so we can talk about the progress we made and you know, attacking any of those challenges that might crop up in the meantime. To download a copy of Xylem's 2020 Sustainability Report, please visit the link in today's show notes. 
and contact me at amanda.holloway at asylum.com with feedback or to recommend a topic or guest for the show. Thanks again, both. Thank you. It was a pleasure. The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe 